Before we get the episode started, we want to say thank you to African Pride. They are sponsoring the tour this year. Thank you guys so much. We have huge full-size packages of product to give away Mm -hmm. this week and we're going to do this every single week this week in order to win all you have to do is be registered for the love hour conference and you will automatically be entered we will do a raffle and we will announce the winner next week all right let's get into the episode let's get it Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Love Hour Lovecast. I'm your host, Miss Kevin Stage, and I'm here and joined by my husband and co-host. The Kevin Stage. And we have been trying to start this podcast for the last 42 minutes. We've been struggling. <laughs> so I'm happy we're here. Um, welcome back to another episode. If you are new here, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, the What? Oh. You, uh, I was looking at Josh. He saw uh, my mind trying to figure out how the cloud filter works. Uh, and I looked too long and he was like, Kevin, not now. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what if we have more than one mic? And I was like, ah, he has another one. Ah, focus, focus. You're on, you're on. Okay, sorry. Um, if you're new here, thank you so much. <laughs> For welcome to the randomness. Um, thank you so much for joining us. Kevin and I are marriage champions. We are not licensed professionals at all. We just glean. Don't sue us. Don't this is for entertainment us. purposes only. Entertainment purposes only. We're just only. a loving black family. Don't sue us. It ain't got no money because yeah. it all just went into putting that wallpaper up behind us. <laughs> Man, I ain't going to hold you. The office is almost done, hence the psychedelic wall in the background. I love it. We're going to ask her to break it up so y'all eyes go How does it look, go though, Josh? Kukuba. I like it, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it reminds me of of um like audio yeah. uh what audio is that waves. called? Audio waves, Wave yeah. Lengths. Wavelength, okay. It does look like that, which yeah, is that's great what, for podcast. Right, which is why I wanted like them. If that wave had a sound. Yeah. It's gotcha. like the brat rapping. I don't know. I love it. Okay. Uh, we're not professionals. We gain um, everything from either our personal experience or books that we've read or podcasts that we listen to or people that we've talked to or try a whole host of combination of those things. So we typically start with a this or that, which was submitted to us by Jonathan Harbison. We'll go mm-hmm. with it. So this is the question. You ready? Wait, before each other question, how can people submit this or that? Where should oh, they email? if you would like to submit a this or that question, um, please send your email to hello at thelovehour.com. Yes. And if we like them and choose it, we will read it aloud on the air. And we'll shout you out. And we'll shout you out. So thank you so much, Jonathan, out of West Virginia. Here's the question. Would you rather be broke and gifted or rich with no gifts or talents? You have all of your basic necessities. You can't use your gift to make extra money if you choose broke. And you can't improve on your gifts if you choose money. Listen, he's clearly listened to the podcast because he knows that we're <laughs> never said, like, well, what about this? Always well, what about that? Well, what about this? Well, what about that? So he's answered our but question. the Bible says your gift shall make room for you. It Amen. will make room, but no additional money. So I'm basically, I'm gifted, but I work a minimum wage job and I can never get a raise. Yep. I just make enough to, to, to survive. Yes. Or I'm not gifted or talented, but I make great money. Yes. And you can't Monetize be, my gift. No, no, no. If you choose that you would be rich, but not talented, you can't then hone that gift to actually become talented. You will so always I can't even take be, piano lessons no, if I'm rich? No, that's what his thing says. You can't improve on your gift if you choose money. So you will always be rich and talentless. Whew. 
Yeah. See, that was good, Jonathan. Thank you so much for like clarifying because now you're forced to make a decision. Rich. Rich with no talent. Yeah. You would. You don't think you would feel like Kimberly an imposter? Kimberly Kardashian is rich with no talent. So I disagree. And I think in the. I'm, I know everyone's like, "What?" I'm gonna tell you why though. I. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Josh, we are you doing that on purpose? I like it. I think that in the beginning, obviously, like she was rich without talented. But Kim Kardashian has not stayed in the mainstream consciousness of the United States of America for 15, 20 years Mm -hmm. being talentless. What do you think her talent is? So this is the thing. She's not one hit wonders are people that can make things pop off and can't Mm. duplicate that again. Exactly. Sex tape her. She was a blip and now she's gone and she's just something that we recall. She's not that. Somehow and I don't really I know what it is. Her talent is is socializing. No, no, her talent is being famous. No, 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 it's not that. It's not famous. She's a talented marketer. She has found that Americans like celebrity culture. What's her product? Herself, exactly. That's but what I'm saying. She's marketing herself. She said Americans as like celebrity being culture. Famous as being, right, but she's she's. I'm give you an example. But you realize you're saying mag- what I'm saying. No, no, I'm I'm com- I'm coming around to your idea. Okay. But her talent. I'm thinking of talent. You can sing. You can dance. You can play this. You you have a skill or a gift as a talent. But you can also be a talented marketer. You can be a talented engineer. So I think her talent is understanding Americans America's fascination with pop culture mm-hmm. and monetizing that. She's basically the great Gatsby of today. Mm. She created herself as a socialite. She and then became is, that socialite. Right, but she's literally famous for being famous. Well, she, she was famous for certain gifts that she had on a certain tape, which could be argued are gifts. And people monetize <laughs> those gifts in and other that industries. Is true. But today her. she is people that young kids that are her fans today are not finding out about Kim Kardashian because of a sex tape. Yeah. People are finding out about Kim Kardashian because she has great um fashion, mm-hmm. because she's beautiful, because she has a um, big, butt. big butt. Paper magazine is what because, I was going to say. She marketed that. She, and because she has a makeup line and because she has four children, two of which were born by a surrogate. Like, those are the things she's famous for now, and that sex tape just becomes like that was just her mixtape. Exactly, it wasn't the album. So I mean, I'm not saying, and maybe I am saying she's not talented, but I just don't believe not being talented keeps you. I in. think she's a talented business person, and she's also getting black people out of prison. Yes, she is. So I'm. I've, I, I want to talk about that on Righteous and Ratchet, but I'm coming around to that. Yeah, idea. but did you also hear that it was another black person, actually a black woman, yes, actually working doing on the, the work. cases? But yeah. that I, I read that woman's thing, and that woman was like, "Look, Kim Kardashian, y'all say what y'all want, yeah. but her celebrity is helping do to that. do this mm-hmm. work. So what do we want from people? We yeah. want them to get rich and help, or get She's rich and not also, help? Also, we're way off track, by the way. I know. Sorry. Um, dang, I forgot I was going to say because your brother. Focus on the podcast that you're doing. It's because I have 15 things. That's why I need help. Okay, so what do I want to do? You want to go back to answer this or that question? I am. That's what I'm Oh, what do you want to do in this or that? First of all, before we move on, he's over here trying to tell me to focus. (laughs) And at the beginning of this episode, were you not focused on this? That was for three seconds. Okay, I moved on. I let you have your little moment and move on. I thought you were asking me what you want to do. <laughs> okay, what do you want to do? You need to focus this on or that. you. So my this or that is that I think I would much rather 
Yeah, but what's broke? broke? I'm going to tell you what. I'll be rich and I'll pay talented people to talent in front of me. I feel like. Hey, talent boy, talent on that piano. (laughs) I think that you think that. I do not think that you would feel comfortable doing that because you would feel like an imposter. And I think that. So wait, I can can do stand up. I can do. Okay, so I can do stand up in L.A. Mm -hmm. And people can have great time on my shows and I just get paid the $15 per hour. No, you're not talented. No, no, I'm saying if I if I choose the other route. I can still perform. I just Mm -hmm. can't get rich doing it. Right. I probably would do that. I know you would. Because I was willing to risk not being rich. I know you would. Still willing to risk not being rich doing what I want to do. Yes, I agree. I I absolutely 100% believe that. And I can still throw free shows. You could do whatever. All you're going to do is grind your whole life. Some people are so (laughs) poor they are only rich in money. I've read that. That That's is a, a great, great quote. quote. And I, I've been broke more than I had bread. Mm-hmm. And I've been happy the whole time. And I know, especially since we moved to L.A., I have met a lot of people who have a lot of money, a lot more than I have, and some a lot more than I'll ever have. And what they do not have is peace, happiness, joy. Money can't buy those things. Money they say that. Oh, it can. No. It can buy the joke. No. Them, most of them people I know, they there be coping in another way. There is a certain that money does buy the happiness, and then after that, it doesn't. There's yeah. a certain level of like peace and happiness that just money, you just can't buy that. But there is a certain amount of peace when they say this, too, that um, you know you've made it when you have auto deducts coming out of your account like without a worry. Yeah, that's that's a certain that type of happiness and peace that you do have. And then after that, like there's just some things that are just like intangible that yeah. money just absolutely 100 percent cannot buy. And those are the things that you. I want. was thinking about that the other day because we run our whole business through the credit cards. I was always like, how can people get embezzled? How can you get embezzled? Mm. I see how if somebody was like siphoning a couple hundred here and there, mm-hmm. you could let it go. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't like big amounts, sure, I'd be like, ah. you know. Luckily, I have a lot of people I uh, uh, trust. I wouldn't but be like, ah. I'm, I'm, tell- I'm talking to you. No, no, I'm saying you, you wouldn't notice it. Oh, sure. If you're paying a lot of things, I never thought um, that could happen to me. Okay, so my answer, the answer to my question is um, broken, gifted, broken, gifted for me. Too. I think the hope of one now. day your gift like popping off and people recognizing your gift is enough to keep people going than being rich and not talented and just feeling like an imposter the whole time. Yeah. I think, um, that illusion of money making you, um, happy is incorrect. I was talking to Greg about that the other day or Doughboy about it. I don't remember who it was. And a lot of people who make it quote unquote, all they think about is the times when they were struggling to make it. The Wayne said that their best creative time was when they had no money and they were figuring out oh, how yeah. to do stuff with no money. There's less pressure. There's less pressure and it's more fun. When you have no budget, you got to figure out. Yes. Like Zay Zay's making these stick also, figure animations. There, there's less risk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's such a jerk. He cuts people off all the time. I'm just trying to engage in conversation and he wants to stop class. I'll wait for you. Turn off the light. Go. I was just saying, Zay Zay's making stick figure animations, and, and <laughs> JoJo was making fun of him because he, he made Thor's hammer, and it just looked like Thor was carrying a flag. Mm-hmm. And Joe was like, why'd you give him a flag? He was like, I couldn't make a 3D Stormbreaker, <laughs> man. Just pay attention. See the vision. <laughs> <laughs> and it reminded me of, like, when you're poor, you don't, yeah. that animation software, you can't do 3D. Right. So you really got to visualize what it could be. And JoJo was such a hitter, like, yeah, bro, that's he just hit Thanos with a flag. <laughs> and Thanos is just a purple stick figure, but... But I see the vision of okay, Young here Zazer. We go. So today's topic, we are going to be um, 
we're going to see where it goes. I don't have a topic really that muchy. Um, I will say this, that um, I was looking through. I've been struggling to find a topic, y'all. So I was looking through my Facebook memories and the uh, will or actually it was a red table talk that came up. And it reminded me of the episode that Will and Jada did together. And I went back and watched it. And she said, they're going to talk about becoming the Smiths. And I was like, first of all, I love that title. And we're going to do a podcast episode called Becoming the Fredericks. (laughs) And she started with like how they met, what her vision of marriage was, and then like some of the struggles that they went through, like how they overcame those things. And we'll just kind of see where the topic takes us. So Becoming the Fredericks. Uh, we were married June 26, 2004. Although our wedding invitations say June 26, 2003. They do. Our, I wish I had a picture of it, but our wedding invitations absolutely 100% and nobody caught it. has the wrong date and nobody caught it. No, I, I mean, caught it like 12 years, years later. later. When we moved to LA is actually when we um, caught it. I don't remember if it we was that late. We were packing the boxes and you were like, oh, our wedding. Oh, when we moved from, from yeah, I was going to say, here. I don't think it was here, but yeah, yeah, that's probably yeah, true. And you were like, this says 2003. Yeah, and we were in June, so I low-key think that that was on purpose, but whatever. Um, you think the best was on purpose? Yeah, I think it was a petty move by the person who did our invites. Why would they do that? Because she was just petty that way. I'll show you. <laughs> I'll trick you. And so, um, <laughs> so that happened. And our, I did, our wedding day. You know what sucks about life is that you have these moments that like your wedding day and you take these pictures and it's a memory that you want to keep forever. And then you're no longer friends with those people. I thought about that when we, I was looking at a picture of our wedding um, from our point of view Mm -hmm. that was like on the crowd. I couldn't even name 10 people in that. Really? It, that I that I still talk to. Oh, gotcha. Like, you. I recognize them. Sure. But, I, like, at the time we got married, oh, we have to invite this person. Yeah. We have, and think about the people who didn't come. Oh, y'all ain't going to come to yes. our wedding. Things like that. I talked to maybe, not even maybe five, and outside of family members, maybe five people uh, that were at our wedding. I think it's so sad. But, like, who, we're, what, 36? We've been married. It'll be 15 years next month. How many people have friends that from 15 years, like friends from college from 15 years ago? Yeah. Because that was a lot of our high school. It was a lot of our high school, college friends, and church friends. That made up the majority of our And when you look wedding. back, okay, so when I look back, like, specifically mm-hmm. at um, the wedding party, okay, so, like, oh, yeah. specifically oh, talking about oh, yeah. oh, outside yeah. of, like, well, there's only four people, so it's kind of obvious. So I have my sisters, <laughs> Kevin's sister, and at the time, who I thought would be my lifelong friend, mm-hmm. and she's not. And it actually wasn't too long after. I would say probably within two years. Two years of ago? Our, Sorry, that's maybe our not song. even. Maybe not even two years after we got married. I don't know how this drink became ours, but it's not. Oh, we're one. We're not. That's what we're going to talk about, too. Uh, So she is not my friend anymore. Like, she just, I don't even know. She's been your friend in a long time. In a long time. Like, before she actually, like, physically moved out of the state and, like, moved on with her life. We don't even talk She. We just stopped being friends. So that's number one. Number two, did you have any preconceived notions about marriage 
tell you what one of mine were. What? My mom cooked for us mm-hmm. breakfast every single day. I remember that. I mean, not your whole life, but when I met you, I used to, you guys might not know this, but I used to go to Melissa's house. In we the morning. We lived so close. I would walk to her house for breakfast, and then I would catch the bus from her stop. Her, her mom made not only breakfast, she made a hot breakfast. Bacon and eggs sometimes. Bacon and French eggs. Toast French sometimes, toast Oatmeal. Like every single day. Meanwhile, I only do this on like Sunday. Oh my gosh. Very rarely. So Sunday. when I came to my mom, <laughs> I came to my mom and I was like, hey mom, you know, Melissa's mom cooks breakfast for, for the kids. Do you think you could do that? She was like, of course, sure. Just, ugh, you never ask. The next Monday, there was a bowl of tricks. With tricks poured in it, <laughs> just sitting on the kitchen table. Did you think I was no going to do milk, that for you? No spoon. Oh, yeah. Did I think you're, you would continue your mom's tradition? Yes. <laughs> Much to my chagrin, you did not. I did not. <laughs> I feel like our life, I was talking to my um, one of my sisters about this, actually, that me and her, there are certain things we thought we would do that like my mom did, and we look back on it, and we're like, our lives are so much different you than our parents. You do fuss about cleaning up, though, like her. Man, listen, well, there are so like, many things that, I, like, there are a lot of things that I pick up from my mom. Fussing about a dirty house is honest. And Zay Zay and JoJo be looking just like y'all used to look. Oh, no. Just like, I just, please, I didn't know. I did the very best much I could do. And I don't do all this, and I work all this hours. And when I was young, you'd be just like your mom. When I was young, we had to do this and this. And I, y'all do too much, and it did not be grateful. I don't ask you for much. All I ask you to do is do the schoolwork I do to clean up. And do, I, and do y'all do key, it? When you become an adult, you recognize all the things your parents were talking about. Though. And that's what I do. And I was in the Civil War fighting for the freedom the Civil War. of the blacks. Was you in the Civil War? No, you wasn't. That was me out here. And I load my musket and I cleaned it out from my father's musket. Shut up. <laughs> so you know what um, also happens as you get older is you need to exercise more. Man, let me tell you <laughs> about exercise. I am finding that I am not young. No. When I was young, you when we met, I used to hoop. First of all, used to hoop in high school PE. Yes. Musty. Continue on with my day. Go home, ride my bike to the gym, play basketball for two or three more hours, then ride my bike home. I'd play basketball for four or five hours a day. Never feel the ill, effect, Ill mm-hmm. effects. I walk up the stairs now. I got to have a massage. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I tweak something. And I've been working out crazy hard. And I've been hurting myself. <laughs> so the great thing about Open Fit is that it allows you to customize your your weight loss goals. Um, you can do it in a short period of time, a long period of time, and it's easy because it's right at the finger at right at your fingertips. Yes, so- I like it that I can go on the road and I can just pull up the app, go to the hotel gym, pull it up. A lot of things that I realize about myself. I'm, if I'm uninstructed, I, I'll take forever with the workout. Mm-hmm. But with Open Fit, it's like, okay, do this, do that, do this. I got 30 minutes. Done. In, out, done. done. Open Fit has changed the way we work out. And with my code love, you can join me on a fitness journey personalized just for you. Again, use my code love and start using Open Fit for your journey to a healthier lifestyle. Right now, during the Open Fit 30 day challenge. My listeners get a special extended 30 day free trial membership to Open Fit where you can lose up to 15 pounds in 30 days when you text love to 30 30 30. Joshua, didn't you try this? Mm-hmm. What happened? He went super hard though. He did. Joshua, Joshua texted. He, he went it. super hard. Joshua used. <laughs> 
Joshua texted us and was like, I just did open fit. I am dead. <laughs> you did the cardio one? My hamstrings were sore the next day. <laughs> You're 25 or 26? Woo! Josh's birthday's June 6th. Everybody remember, troll him. Okay. Um, right now, during the Open Fit 30-Day Challenge, my, my listeners get a special extended 30-day free trial membership to Open Fit where you can lose up to 15 pounds in 30 days when you text LOVE to 303030. 30, 30. You will get full access to Open Fit, all the workouts, and nutrition information totally free. Again, just text LOVE to 303030. 30. Okay. Love our love. So one of the um, just love though. Just love though. Yeah, just love. Yeah, just so one of the things that um, was really important, not important, but one of the things that like really stood out to me during Will and Jada's, um, uh, I was about to say righteous and ratchet, open table talk, was that Will was talking about his idea of um, marriage. marriage. Yeah. And Jada wasn't willing to conform. And even when they were going through like their hard times, she called it, what did she call it? The golden Golden cage. Cage. So explain what that meant. He built this beautiful, amazing house for her. He didn't want her to have to worry about anything. And she called him on it and Mm -hmm. said that you, because she wanted to do, he was doing like a birthday party. Um, It was some type of huge, it was a birthday party and he was doing it and like, invited all of these people and did all of these things and she was like I don't want to come you're mm-hmm. doing all this you keep telling me that you're doing this for me but you're not doing this for me you're doing this for you this is about your ego and that was Kevin Fredericks that is Kevin Fredericks was I'm better now is I remember watching that and re- was literally like I am Jada Jada is me Kevin is Will Will is Kevin there are things that you do to this is a great example when we go on vacation Kevin used to lie and say um, we have to stay at this hotel because my wife my wife likes the nicer okay but when we went to Napa and we stayed at that motel sick did you like it oh no that was terrible okay then but listen okay but listen very carefully okay so this is what Kevin does he uses one example to prove his point. Exactly. That's what every good lawyer does. And, I don't have to use examples that don't prove my point. Only the ones that Motel do. Motel Six is way over here. Don't just don't just don't go on vacation, okay? And then there's like the writ, the, as if there's no middle ground. There ain't no middle ground. Ugh, the writ. And I just feel like there have been plenty of times where I'm like, I don't. Even Kevin for my birthday, or not for birthday, for Mother's Day, he bought me these shoes. Very expensive. Shoes. Lou Baltine. I don't even know how to pronounce it. Lou Bowen, more like Lou Ballin. Aha, you feel me? See how he does all this? First of all, I was never even going to say the name of the shoe. Why? Them is bloody shoes, huh? Them is Cardi B. These is bloody shoes. I wasn't going to say the name of the shoe, but this is the point. I'm like, Kevin. They Cinderella bloody They shoes are too. literally Cinderella looking shoes. Stunt. And I'm like, Kevin. Yo, haters. When am I going to wear these? You got to stunt on those girls who used to be in your bridal party. You got to stunt. What a date night? Conference? No, those are not, they're not practical shoes. And this is how I feel. If you're going to spend a ridiculous amount of money on a pair of shoes, at least let them be practical where I can wear them all the time. And that's I have you're a wrong. black that's pair. You're wrong. No, that's, I have a no, black. Sh- well, let me tell you. See how he just cut me off? Yeah, no, because you're saying wrong. This is my gift to you. You can't then say I want you to take my gift and practicalize it. If you want a practical a practical pair, buy them yourself. Well, these is- are the stunners 
that I want you to have because it's my gift. I know, but I will never wear them. So that's a risk I'm willing to take. Because when you wear them, they're going to be like, dang, who got those for you? Those are flight. Your baby's father? Those were the off-whites for women. No, they're not. So this is the thing. I have a black pair of pumps that I wear like they're my favorite pair of shoes. Steve Madden, $100 shoes. Favorite pair of shoes. I love these pumps. To me, replace those. I don't want to replace a basic pair well, of basic child, that's shoes what I'm with a little more with. basic. That's what I'm about to I want them to be with. like, Dang. No, that red bottom is what makes them not basic. But if I'm going to... If I am going to have a pair of shoes that are that much money, I need to get every red cent you out of them. You are not buying them. That's the genius of a gift. Someone is taking something you would never normally get for People, yourself. This norm- is what happens in marriage. Get for yourself. Let me finish what I said. A gift is someone saying, dang, I probably would never buy this for myself, but I'm going to get this for you because I want you to have it. And I know that you're practical McPractical sin, <laughs> and I'll just get a basic pair, but my gift to you is giving you something you wouldn't normally get. And then when you wear them, you'd be like, man, I only have this because my spouse got them for me. It was a gift. That's the point of a gift. That's not the point of a yes, gift. Yes, it is. You, for me, so exactly. But I'm a gift giver. If you want a practical pair, buy them your own self. Listen to me carefully, people. Kev just told on himself. Kev just told on himself. Who did? You did. Delete it. <laughs> this is what happens in marriage where you give or you're doing something and you tell the story. Listen. Child, I got so many thoughts. So this week, just yesterday, we this weekend, yesterday, <laughs> yesterday, I just watched um, The Call to Courage. It's a documentary. Have you watched it, Serena? So good. By Brene Brown. Brene Brown is amazing. Don't you help her, Josh. She is absolutely amazing. If you haven't watched her TED Talk, it is amazing. If you haven't watched her Super Soul Sunday or listened to it, because I just listen to podcasts. I don't watch YouTube videos that much anymore. Um, you should listen to it. She is absolutely amazing. She is a shame researcher. She talks about vulnerability and um, and shame and how to overcome those things. And she's just freaking amazing. So anyway, I say all that to say that I forgot. Huh. <laughs> I forgot what I was going to say. Looks but like the point. That point no, but this all. is another point is that. We do. Oh, I know why. The narrative that we tell ourselves. So that's one of the things she talks about is that our brain needs something to hold on to. And so we will often tell ourselves a narrative that our brain can grab hold of. And then we believe those things to be true. And so you believe that gift giving is about I want you to have this because you wouldn't normally buy this and I believe that you deserve this. What is really happening that I am acutely aware of, which is why I insist on calling you out on it, is that it is not about what I want. It is about me stepping out in the shoes that you bought me so people can say, oh, those are nice. And then I can say, Kevin bought them for me. So then the attention and credit always is about Kevin and not about me. That's what I've been saying the whole time. That's not what you've been saying the whole time. (laughs) You're making my point for me. (laughs) And that's the problem. If you want someone and then when they just sit in the closet collecting dust because they're not a pair of shoes that I would actually wear, you're going to be looking like them shoes still in the closet. You ain't going to wear them today. How about you put them on with this outfit? Then I have to say it doesn't go with this outfit. This is these shoes are Cinderella ball shoes. And right now I'm going to the comedy union. That doesn't make sense. And you're going to be upset and frustrated because you you also clock 
how oh, many times I use or wear oh, your yeah. gift. Oh, yeah. How can you have it both ways, Kevin Frederick? I'm going to tell explain. you. Okay. I want it the way I want it when I want it. Um, I'm going to tell you what's funny. So a couple months ago, we were talking about we were having a very um, difficult part of our marriage, and I was being vulnerable and truth truthable. And tell them listen to the, the uh, I had listened to a podcast that was talking about you need to share the truth with your partner even if it's the ugly truth the ugly truth the ugly truth. So I, we've talked about this on the podcast before, but I said um, I told Melissa I said um, I'm not going to look at you when I say it because I, I still don't believe I said it. I said, uh, man, so many women would be happy with me just the way I am. They wouldn't ask me to do nothing else. But here you go. This is a little bit of exaggeration. Are you looking at me? No. Okay. Mm-mm. Here you go. Uh, always wanted me to do extra and this and that. So old Kevin, when you were just talking about that, old Kevin, he was in the back of my mind. He was like, see, you would have gave somebody else them Lou Boltons, and they would have been like, dang, thank you. And 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 you is like, this is not what I want. This is not practical. Being also, Melissa being a person, I will tell her exactly what I want for my birthday, and you will do what? Not this past birthday. Don't use that as an example. <laughs> but many it's, birthdays in the past, I will say I want this. It, I know exactly what I want. He I want say this more though. No, I just gave up because you would never buy me what I he asked for anyway. The truth. Here's what I want. I want this cloud filter. It's at Guitar Center. It does this. It's a hundred dollars. Melissa be like, I don't want you to have that. I'm gonna get you a winter coat or whatever it is. Just whatever she wants <laughs> me to have. And I never get what I want. I only get what. She wants me to have. So at least I got you something that you use. You give me something totally off the radar. Kevin's not telling the truth, but that's okay. I have, I have bought you. You No, no, no. Let me finish. So I have bought you not what you wanted. I don't know how to say that sentence. I do buy whatever I want you to have. That's what I want to say. However, they're always practical. There are always things that you can it's use. It's basically the opposite of what you say. I want exactly what I want, whether it's practical or not. And, that, and you don't get it, and you give me something practical, and I get you what I want you to have, and you don't want it because it's not practical. Because I want, if I buy you a gift, I want you to use it. If I buy you a different gift, point of views of what a gift and is. maybe that's what it is. And how often does that happen in marriage? You have a view. I have a view. And we need to figure out somewhere in the middle. Yes. Why are you not letting me have the coffee? Because it ain't for you. <laughs> have you ever tried protein shakes in your weight loss journey? You know, I have been Greg, my trainer. He has been suggesting that I do them. Does he? Um, he does. He suggests sometimes to uh, replenish your energy after a intense workout. Sometimes as like a pre workout, he does. He drinks them like crazy. Uh, Josh is on them protein shakes. He was on them protein shakes. They're um, really. Co- I just call them protein. Uh, he called them protein because like bros. Oh, bros okay. But uh, they are an integral part of um, of weight lifting, strength training. Well, we have uh, our friends over at Care Of is offering 30% off their protein powder. Um, they come in like um, uh, water juice packets, <laughs> which you guys don't know what we're talking about, but that's what we crystal call it. Light, crystal light when you put it in the water. The, My kids called it water We call juice. it. So the little containers. Okay. The like on the go, mm-hmm. and then you just add it to your water. So, fruits, water? yeah, is that not what it is? Mm-hmm. No, it's, not, it's, not. Oh, yeah. it's like a booster. Okay. 
You mix a, it with the water and it's a, it becomes a shake. Yeah. Care of's new online quiz helps you learn if you're getting enough protein, fiber, and good fat and gives you a personalized recommendation to suit your particular diet preferences, fit fitness and diet goals and lifestyle choices completely personalized to your lifestyle and health needs from the recommendation down to having your name on the tub you add the individual packets to your order that you can easily stash in your purse gym bag or desk drawer or whenever you're on the go if you want to if you want to snack smarter get the most out of your workout or just make your daily smoothies healthier care of will help you find the right protein and superfood powders that work together specifically for you that's pretty cool mm-hmm. um okay so what is the offer for 30 percent off your first care of order go to takecareof.com and enter love hour 30 love hour at 30. checkout again for 30 percent off go to takecareof.com and enter love hour 30 at checkout and then y'all know what to do let us know if you like the product send us your instagrams and all of that and we'll repost because we love to hear your testimonials mm-hmm. okay we're done with that more like breastimonials what i just said it i was like what are you talking about i had no good reason okay um okay 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 so one of the things that um, I think is really important in as we were just talking about the gifts and how we have differing views on things, um, your friend Lul just called you. Yes. And he was talking about Game of Thrones. I don't watch the Game of Thrones at this point. I'm just a contrarian and I don't really care to watch it at all. Maybe I'll watch it next year when you all the hype is it. done. Maybe I'll never watch it. I really don't care. I don't feel like I'm missing out on too much. Um, so he did a poll. <laughs> Excuse me. He wanted you to go that way. Sorry, Josh. Uh, our friend did a poll on Instagram about Game of Thrones. I voted just because I'm a troll and I wanted to just. Throw oh, off that's his. why he asked. I was yeah. like, "What is? How did he know you don't watch he Game of Thrones?" He did a poll about. I don't even actually know what the question was. To be honest, I was just like, "Yes," and moved on. Um, and then was like, "Hey, I just voted. I don't watch Game of Thrones." Ha ha ha. Um, and he was like, "What? You don't?" I was like, "No." So then he called you. And was talking about how I don't watch Game of Thrones. And he was wondering, like, how we... What was his question? He text. We were texting. And he was texting about something else. Um, his Kickstarter. And then he was like, also, Melissa just told me she doesn't watch Game of Thrones. How is that possible? You guys live in the same house. And I said, it's, it's simple. It's one household, two lives. And, um, and that's what I said. <laughs> I was so, just talking about because I think he assumed because not only do I watch it, I'm like all in. Yeah, I watch it. I watch YouTube videos about it afterwards. Yeah, I you're like talk super about annoying, it. actually. How am I annoying? Enjoying my show? Yeah, it's just annoying. Oh, actually, you're you over there just that. be happy over there. Let's be over there like the Starks and Targaryens, and they were going to Westeros. Valerian Steel. Yeah, I be nerding all the way out on Game of Thrones. Daenerys root a dragon and she strafed King's Landing. Uh, but anyway, uh, I be just as happy watching all my. And sometimes I be watching. I'm like, boy, you know none of this real. I be like, I know. <laughs> I like it. Okay. So anyway, but you live in this house. And by the way, Game of Thrones is very interesting because it's like starting 2011. Mm-hmm. At that time, we lived in Washington with no dreams or plans of moving to LA before I ever made a YouTube video. So it's just interesting that this show spanned this sure. amount of change in our in our in our lives over this last uh nine years. Eight seasons, but they took a whole year off. Um and I have watched every episode, most of them at home, 
and Melissa has no care in the world about this show at all. I don't care at all about this show. And one thing that I thought was, um, I guess, kind of just an interesting tidbit that I was thinking about as I was trying to figure out what we were going to talk about in this episode. I don't know what we talked about in this episode, actually. Um, but marriage is about becoming one, mm-hmm. but you still have to be differentiated. Yes. So it's okay. Otherwise, I was talking to um, Joshua and Serena about this before we started. Otherwise, it's easy to assimilate Mm -hmm. to the couple and lose yourself. Yes. And I think that I I don't not watch Game of Thrones because I'm like, I want to be like differentiated from Kevin. But it's also okay to not have all of your interests the same as your spouse. And I think sometimes we struggle with um, like trying, we believe that we need all everything to be like in common. We need to do everything together. We need to, you know, and it's okay to have like different, as a matter of fact, I almost think it's healthy, definitely healthy to have things that are differentiated and makes you uniquely you and not everything, Kevin and Melissa, Yes, because that becomes an identity of Kevin, not Kevin, not Melissa, Kevin and Melissa. Yes. And I think there are certain things that we both enjoy. Like This Is Us, for example. Mm-hmm. But you're not into fantasy anything. Like I watch Game of Thrones. I watch yeah, Lord not. of the Rings, Sci-fi, Star Wars, Thrones, Star Trek. Like I'm into all that yeah. nerdy stuff. And so is my Zay. Uh, and you're not into any of that stuff. He's a nerd too. But she, oh my gosh. He's, he's such a nerd. I love it though. He knows it. Yeah, he I absolutely like. Nerdom. I don't mean that like negatively. I just really do mean it as like an observation and a fact that he is a nerd because um, it's really cute. But he is a really nerd. Yeah. Um, but I think it's important for you to have your own identity within the marriage. Like I like Chance the Rapper. You don't. You don't care for him. So me and Josh went to the Chance the Rapper concert. Yeah. We actually, a- it's not that I don't care for him. I just wasn't interested in going to see him yeah i bought tickets i for didn't you. know i don't know any of his songs like but my point was that you weren't interested in going to the concert me and i Josh, think you struggled with that in the beginning though i did i think you want and you still want me to go and do everything and it wasn't until just recently that i'm like i got something to say i don't like that i got something to say i don't want to come where before i would just go yeah, matter of fact, in San Diego, I thought you were coming with me to the news station. Oh, did you? Yes. And then I looked around at the clock and I was like, I uh, don't think she plans on <laughs> coming with me at all. You didn't tell I me. I just assumed you were coming. We both drove down there and then I was just like, she's not getting dressed still. <laughs> Maybe she's just not going to do full face. She's probably not going to do full face. <laughs> no, she can't do a face at all. At this point, she hasn't taken a shower. Uh, she's not coming. She's not having taken a shower. She's definitely not coming. <laughs> Oh and you were just clickety clacking away a little tip. Tippity tip. You were like, what channel is on? I was like, you don't want to come. I ain't telling you the channel. <laughs> um, but I just thought it was interesting because years ago you would have just come. And I didn't ask you to come. I just thought you yeah. were going to come and you thought you weren't going to come. <laughs> and you weren't going to come. And then so I was going back. You want to go to breakfast? Oh, now you hungry. Now you want to leave <laughs> together as a unit. But when we were there together, we you didn't want to go? Tell me more of what you're asking. Why did you come to stuff? Why did I come to stuff in the beginning? So I came to stuff in the beginning because um, probably out of support, um, probably because I felt like it was the right thing to do. 
um, like you have like going back to like your vision and what like this is what a wife does. She is a help meet. So that means she helps. She's present. She's there. She's supportive. She's these things. So I need to fill the role of that. You know what I mean? And I think does that make sense? Yeah. So whatever that was, not necessarily where you are, though. Yes. So you're trying to fill shoes of what you believe the role, the the job description of a wife. You were Thor. I, I need Thor more. in Endgame. His he was telling his mom like I don't know how to be that guy that he wanted me mm. to be, and she was like You don't need to, you need to be the person you are, and that may not be what people want you to be, mm-hmm. and you need to be the wife that you are, not and- your mom as a wife, not her mom. And I think that's what happens in a lot of marriage, especially for me. I definitely was trying to be my pastor in our wedding. Yes. I was taking literally all the advice he gave verbatim. Yeah. And his advice was was good advice, but it was designed to please his wife. Sure. And you are not his wife. So I would take his stuff and then I'd be surprised that it's not working. And I think when we start to have success as a married couple is when I decided I'm going to do what Melissa likes. And, and even like with sex, I was thinking about this randomly. People always used to give me crap about, oh, you only have sex with Melissa. Mm-hmm. Is that boring and blah, 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 like much earlier in our marriage. And I was saying like uh, all the sex stuff that we do is based on the stuff that we like. Right. And to me, like to have great sex, that time is beneficial. Like you don't have to go back and do you like this? What's the pressure? You know what I mean? Like that stuff. So if you're having sex with a lot of new people, Mm -hmm. it can't be great to me. It's like, now what do you like? Well, this girl like that. Well, I ain't this girl. What about this? This is this big vagina. Big vagina. Remember the episode of Curvy Enthusiasm? No, not small penis. Big, big vagina. <laughs> so, but all that stuff would have to be something you'd have to learn about every, every single, single person. person. It's just like, that's, that seems exhausting. Sure. So, uh, I think this whole sex strike thing has brought out a lot of interesting men. This is not a topic for the, not a topic on our thing, but a lot of guys have said, they were saying that women don't enjoy sex. And, I was saying these dudes were like literally tweeting like wait 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 is that what people are saying on Twitter that women don't enjoy the sex? sex the guys who are against the sex strike are a couple of them have said basically oh sex strike doesn't work because well women only they don't enjoy sex they just allow it two different guys who just basically told on themselves that they are not good at sex but my whole point of bringing that up was child that's a whole episode <laughs> oh the sex strike in the Georgia abortion ban oh I would have taken on that topic Oh yeah, it's a it's a hot button issue. Right I now. realize um, I'm about to a little bit. I'm going to talk about this just a little bit. I didn't realize it was such a big thing. I have my own personal thoughts on it. Even when Alyssa Milano, she's the one who she's who the one who did, sex drive. and I was like, "Girl, bye, you got to go." Um, Milano cookies got to stay though. Indeed, but she, Alyssa Milano <laughs> can go because it is penalizing women mm-hmm. for what men want right to do to their bodies, and that's not. That's not a direct correlation. It doesn't work that oh, way. Oh, it's, um, it's, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> it's and the not other thing is it. that a lot of times men, men who believe women don't enjoy sex, it's because they haven't taken the time mm. to understand the complexities of a woman that involve sex. So, again, just if you haven't joined my book club, I'm going live today but by the time y'all hear this it'll be yesterday um to talk about this book because i'm learning so many 
things. And I thought I had a really good understanding about sex because, again, I've read a lot of books and all of that. But the idea that sex is more than just physical and even emotional. And these, again, are all things that I've known. But sometimes you read stuff Mm -hmm. like very um, crystal clear. Yes. And you're like oh my God, it's all the things I've been saying, but it's like right here together in a sentence and I never thought about it like that. So the idea that sex is more than just a a physical act. It is about your emotional well-being. It is about your mental well-being. It is about the social construct that you believe about sex. All of those things play a role in sex for women. In order for a woman, and that's why it's so um, it's often more difficult for a woman to be aroused because all of those things have to align. And then there's even this added component of, of um, sexual incongruence, in concurrence, I think is the word. And it's basically like I could be mentally aroused and my body's not responding. I could be physically aroused, but my mind isn't there yet. Mm-hmm. All of these things happen. And it is so much. It's like 10% of men that happens. And it's like over 50% percent for women that that um arousal incongruence happens you as a man i i don't mean to dumb us down or caveman us but our penis thoughts override all our other thoughts well the thing is it's not that it it's not that it overrides i think it's actually a little bit more than that Mm -hmm. i think that they are often connected so meaning that your penis is aroused and responding to something that you see so your mind is also there so they're often connected no. and for but what a i'm woman- saying is if we are arguing if we were arguing right mm-hmm. and you pissed me off mm-hmm. right and you took a shower and i'm like oh my gosh you get on my nerves you came out of that shower butt naked glistening my penis be like, you pissed off? No, I ain't. I'm, I'm, I'm pissed on. Whatever the opposite of pissed so off is, the, I'm, I'm that now. Like, so forget everything else because I saw boobs. So this is the other thing. <laughs> this is the other thing. She talks about in this book about accelerators and brakes. And we talked about this a little bit last week. And you were having a hard time understanding how the opposite, if you do one thing and it's a break, how come the opposite isn't um, a turn on? Burping and farting. Yeah, and doesn't work that way. It makes total sense to me. I'm going to figure out an example to um, explain that to you. But for oftentimes for men, you are more sensitive to accelerators than you are to brakes. Ah, And for women, we are often more sensitive to brakes than we are for accelerators, which is why it is difficult for us to like, that's why it's like I can acknowledge or I'm aware of brakes, but I'm not always as connected about my accelerators yes. because the gas pedal isn't it, it, it takes my brake it's just like being in a car mm-hmm. and you tap on the brakes like oh girl your, your brakes are sensitive but the gas i gotta press all the way down for this car to go and that's a lot of times how a woman's body is that's a great analogy y'all got it that was fantastic and, and men are one tap 60 yes. miles per hour women are one tap on the brakes. yes and this is the other thing so the lady was talking about in the book there's even two types of brakes so you have your brake and then you have this brake mm. and what she was saying is that um like this brake may be um you know burping for things that happen throughout the day and it's like oh i'm not really all that turned on maybe your grandmother walks into the room that's a hard stop that's that's, that's Tokyo a, drift done <laughs> done that <laughs> emergency I hear, maneuver and so and what can happen again going back y'all, to the some I, of y'all be driving with the handbrake up yes and so what she was saying 
think about that though yeah we do drive with the hand breakup mm. and some of it it's biology mm-hmm. and for some of us it's the kids are in the next room and i have a fear that they're going to walk in on me yeah i've been so saying to put a metal door on their room but i don't think it could be a fear of mine but i think <laughs> but think about that or maybe if it's, the wi-fi is not broken they ain't coming out but listen listen to what i'm saying because you always want to get specific it also can be shame it also can be a mindset that I am carrying about sex that constantly has this breakup. So even when I want to go there, it's going to take me so long to get there because I'm driving with, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's not up. like with your um, the break with your foot, the foot break, mm-hmm. foot break, you can't go. And the, when you have this breakup, you actually still can go. It's just a lot harder. It's a lot slower and it takes more effort and it takes more time. Yes. And that's a lot of times what happens with us. I like that. You did. That was good. Okay, here we go. Last one, you guys. Noom. You got it. <laughs> um, Five minutes. Okay. Noom. Okay. I like Noom actually a lot. They have these accountability partners. Uh, I'm trying to remember what they call, but child, they go on there and they'd be like, you haven't plugged in your food. What's going on? You haven't done this. Please tell me what's going on. Like this lady has been texting me nonstop to get my life together. So it's an app that helps you achieve all of your um, weight loss goals, whether you want. And it deals with more than just like your physical Mm-hmm. appearance it also deals with like mentally the Which way that you is the key child to be honest when you're starting along your weight loss journey you should start there first yeah because the more the better you feel about yourself whether you're working out or not the better you feel about yourself the easier it is to do better by yourself yes so if you feel good you believe that you deserve these things it's easier to turn away the pizza because it's not look at me, I deserve this pizza. It's I deserve to achieve the goal that I want. Mm -hmm. I deserve to whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. lose this five pounds, lose this 10 pounds. Therefore, this pizza is actually not something that's like worthy. It's something that's like against the goal. And I'm worthy of the goal that I actually want to achieve. Does that make sense? Okay. Um, So yes, I I actually love this app. I love that it's like a holistic inside out approach. So um, what if you're interested in getting again, this app apps are the way to go child just makes life a lot easier. So Noom teaches you about moderation. There's no good. There's no bad. There's no this is off limits. That is off limits. It's about moderation. That is so key because one thing in my family that we hold dear and near to our heart is milkshakes. Yeah, I know. And we love it's milkshakes. So and Fat Sal's milkshakes. Audi base. They are they are great. So what I found is what's not realistic for me, which is what I always try to do, I'm not gonna have no yeah. sweets. I'm not gonna have no uh fried foods. I'm not gonna have none. What's more realistic is I will have a couple sips of Melissa's milkshake as opposed Did to my the rest of me? own. Right. We just did this for your for Mother's yeah, Day. Did. She had one um, and I took a couple little sips just to see. We just wet my beak. <laughs> and that's more realistic than to say I'm never going to have a milkshake. or I'm not going to have a milkshake for six weeks. Right. Because then what ends up happening is you're like, I'm going to have one. And then when I go off, it's a milkshake and it's a cheesesteak thing feel with mozzarella sticks on it. Like, exactly. why did you even do that? You I, go off ah, track. I'm naked now. You get, ah. you get off track and now it becomes shame and it becomes, I don't so want, I'm embarrassed and I'm off track. So I may as well just continue down this path. And I don't do anything path. half. Right. 
he's either all in or all out. So the the this app doesn't shame you. It just helps you get back on track. It helps you recognize that you're human, that you're going to make mistakes. That's okay. Do better the next time around, and this help, app will help you get there. So what are you going to do if you're interested in um, – taking advantage you don't have to change all in one day small steps make big progress yes that's, that's actually really true sign up for your trial today at noom that's n-o-o-m dot com slash love hour again you can sign up today for your trial today at noom n-o-o-m dot com slash love hour what love do you have hour. to lose visit noom dot com slash love hour to start your trial today that's noom dot com slash love hour the last weight loss program you'll need a lot of the research about sex is often from the point of view from, of a man. Yeah. And because we live in and such movies a like. about sex, TV about sex. No, I'm talking about actual science. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, the science, the, the science, masters of sex was a man. Yeah. All of it is stuff. often about Freud, a man. So, because and there's truthfully the science of sex from a woman's perspective is actually pretty new like that's stuff like that's why viagra is a thing and there's no pink viagra like there's nothing there it hasn't been a, there won't there isn't an equivalent and i'm not quite sure that there ever will be because when it comes to sex a woman's turn like that process is just so much more complicated yeah. than it is for a that man. is literally a physiological my penis doesn't get hard i swallow this Oh, it well, you know now. what? Listen, this book, child, I've been listening to it and I my every day my mind is blown. So she talks about that uh, a woman's body actually does get hard and a man actually gets wet. I ain't never got wet. I, I be dry. It's called pre-ejaculate. Oh, pre-cum? Yes. I'm never going to be like, oh, girl, I'm wet for you. Exactly. And that's what it's about. Really? Yes. It is. So what does a woman get hard at? So what she talks about is where that. Where do I get wet? I mean, I where do you get hard? So I forget what it's called. But what she goes through is basically the anatomy of a man, anatomy of a, of a, of a husband, of a man, anatomy of a woman, and the anatomy of a man. And she talks about the homo... I can't remember Sapien. the words. Absolutely not. Genius. No, 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 no. Shush, 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 shush. I don't know the words. Stop talking. Um, But basically what she is talking about is that men and women have the same parts. Oh, the clitoris is just a baby peen with more um, nerve And I think that's actually what gets hard, but I'm not sure. Yeah. I think that's what it is. It like swells. I saw a tweet that said, (laughs) so funny. Men, when you are, you know, going down on your wife, you're basically just sucking a tiny penis. And I was just like. I am I, but I think that part of your organ starts out the same yeah. regardless of gender. So as that's a baby. what she goes through. She goes through like when you're a baby until you're like sex is determined, so to speak, and it, it kind of dives off. And um, she talks about a man has this. This is his function. This is its correlating function on a woman. A woman has this. What and are this my is ovaries? Its function. Balls. Uh, te- are they balls? balls? Yeah, your testicles, right? Yeah. That guy just got inside out ovaries? Yes. Really? Literally. And that's what she talks about. It's so. It's it's what she talks about. Let me say, I just want to say this joke because this is what I do for the podcast. (laughs) When they hit a big shot, they call that dropping your nuts. Oh, he just dropped his nuts. Dropping your ovaries does not have the same ring. Dame Dillard from 40 feet, he just dropped his ovaries all over the thunder. (laughs) Our ovaries do way more than your. Balls ever That's actually uh, a, a woman comedian had a great joke about that. 
um, she was talking. Basically, the joke was how uh, you, you they're saying uh, the p word. Mm-hmm. You're soft. They call you that. When that's actually much, if you kick a man in the nuts, he, yeah. he's out. Women literally bleed once a month. They have children. Like she it's talks much ab- tougher than absolutely. She think. talks about all of our anatomy being metaphor metaphorized, meaning there is some sort of uh, uh, cultural context yeah. that it becomes a metaphor for something, but it has no actual like bearing on the actual really? anatomy of a part. Like she talks about the hymen. And but the hymen of Olivia Newton-John. So she talks about that the hymen, we believe that it's this wall inside of a woman's uh, vagina. Actually, I think it's the correct word because she also talks about, we talk about the vagina as if it's the whole thing and it's not. It's mm, actually, you you're vulva? looking at the vulva, look at the vulva and then the vagina is that the actual vulva like inner side. Child, listen, What's I'm like, vulva, girl? why am I 35 years old? Stop talking. Why am I 35 years old just now learning about this stuff? About the vulva? Child, listen, I've just been like, I need to hurry up and get this V-Day because I need to learn all about my body parts but she's talking about that um oh i forgot yes that they we have cultural uh, references to Mm -hmm. things and then they become the law so she's talking about the hymen and it's like this thin membrane and we have culturally determined that this is the signification that you are a virgin Mm-hmm. And we have historically crucified women, not crucified, but like mm-hmm. criminalized women when it's no not hymen. there because we believe Girl, that you're right. You've been fast. And even to the point where when women are raped, if it looks like it's still intact or you weren't raped, you weren't home. raped. That and it has there. no bearing on that at all. Can't you break your hymen doing physical activity like sports? A lot of girls. Some women aren't even born with it. So I ain't got no harm. Do you remember the harm? <laughs> Remember the hymen when we first met, girl? I literally cannot stand you. Oh, (laughs) I literally can't stand you. I don't know where this episode has gone. Oh, you're still listening. You are a fan. We've been all over the place. We really have been all over the place today. I apologize. (sighs) Um, But anyway, this the book is freaking fantastic. Where do you get hard? Look it up. We need a Chris. Oh, Chris Morrow. Um, so anyway, I'm going to let her look it up. So I'm not doing that. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I think that. That's interesting. The that a lot idea of it having to do with cultural. And yes. And this is the other thing that, again, like. because we're so like such a patriarchal society, mm-hmm. the ban men is are trash. Am I men right? are trash because the ban is to criminalize women for what they do to their bodies instead of offering more affordable birth control options Mm -hmm. like that would be a better preemptive measure than criminalizing women pro-life pro-choice aside Mm -hmm. the better option for this is not to criminalize the pregnant woman it would be to prevent her from getting pregnant in the first place yes no do you got it oh um, so anyway, it's a fantastic book. I'm going to go live about it. I, I've learned. Where are you going live on? On the group. The I, group? Created, I created a private group. On Facebook? Mm-hmm. What, what do you mean? You what created do you mean? a private, private group? Yeah. People joined it? Yeah. From the Love Hour? Or the book club, I mean? Mm-hmm. People joined the book club. And you told them you're going live? Yeah. What time? When I decide. I don't you know. You ain't told me nothing about it. First of all, I did tell you about it. I told you I was thinking about going live for the book club and you were like yeah you should that's a good idea I'd just be saying that I got it. what is it <laughs> do you remember yeah, the hymen 
Okay, tell us. The outer lips, actually? The, the vulva. Yeah. No, the outer lips. The, the labia minora or majora? Ma- majora. No, majora. That's the inner lips. Menorah is the inner. Menorah? Yeah. Minor. That's what I said. Yeah. Majora is the outer. Literally the big lip. And the vagina walls. And then the clitoris gets erected. That's it. So your clitoris gets hard. Yeah, your clitoris gets hard. <laughs> it gets more hard than it gets well now. It's more, it's more sensitive. So anyway, it's yes. I love this book. Don't I'm learning all the things. Don't you ever say you're hard for me. Uh, Alyssa. I'm not going to be able to process Well, it's because it's cultural that it's hard. Is that a hard break for you? <laughs> That's a hard. That's a red. That's a hard. That's break. two handbrakes. That's just a weird thing. Like, ooh, Kev, you look good. I'm it's hard. because of the connotation that you associated Don't with. Don't say it. that to me, Kevin. I you realize know. that though. I know. Okay. I just would feel super weird about that. Okay, so think about. So listen. I say that. That's my thing. So what? What's your thing? Hard. I know, but you I want you. Have it. But I want you and to I'm not saying I'm listen wet. to me carefully. I want you to. <laughs> Take what you just said, okay? You mm. said, I would not be able, that would be a heartbreak for me because socially I believe that that is not something a woman should say. That should only happen for a man. Mm. Women carry around those type of of um, social norms, what we believe sex is, what we believe about our bodies in our mind all the time. Mm. Like one of the number one factors that um, helps a woman with arousal is actually how she feels about herself. Your brain is your number one sex organ. Your brain is your number, your biggest sex organ. If you can get a woman's brain on board, child, her body is eat, not necessarily, but it's easier to follow. Because if she feels ugly and uncomfortable in her own skin, she will have a hard time being sexually aroused. Tell me mm. that doesn't make the most sense ever. Okay. And that's why it you is sound so. sound like the dad from coming to America. Why? Uh, the, the barber when he was telling me, you got you, you, an American woman, you got to get that to father. You get the dad, you in home free, but you just use the brain. Oh. You want to get that American woman in the bed? You got to get that brain. You get that brain going, you home free like a bird. Cultural, yes. So, anything else you want to say? What are you thinking? I just want you to say it real quick, and then we can cut. I, I was just thinking that the hard wet thing—it's so much, it's so much—it made me uncomfortable only because it, I've thought of that one way the whole time. Absolutely. Even if science. Prevent, pre- presents the option as different, you'd just be like, nah, bro, science is dumb anyway. I don't believe in science. You're brainwashed. <sighs> Who is this lady? Her name is Emily Nagowski. The title of the book is Come As You Are, The Revolutionary New Science to Sex or something like that. Yes. Mm-hmm. This is a list. I am. That's the book I'm going to go live on. I'm I'm only on chapter one. I thought I was on every time. I'm like, I think I'm on chapter three now. And I'm still like on chapter one. Um, mm-hmm. It is so dense. So rich. So good. A lot of things could yes. be described as that. Dense, rich and good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anything oh, else yeah. you want to say? <laughs> so before we close out, I want to say thank you guys so much for joining us today. Um, thank you to everyone who is um, registered for the Love Hour conference. Tell them how many VIP you got we left, have, girl. Can you finna sell out? Because on the hood you are. 76. 76 VIP 78. left over a year to go. Um, they ain't going to be here when the summer over. You feel me? I hope not. Um, so... Yes, and we actually just confirmed. Can I say it yet, or should I do an official announcement? Who? The Olivers. 
I'll let the love hour okay. know. Love hour. So um, we actually just confirmed that Tommy and Cody Oliver will be at the conference next year. I'm so excited. If you're unfamiliar with them, they are the creators of Black Love Doc um, that premiered on OWN. Yes, I am super. We're going to be on the next season, too. Yes, we are going to be on the next season. I'm super excited. We have one more guest that we are pending confirmation. Um, singles, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. Um, I am trying to work on some things in the background and so more announcements on that to, call, to follow. If you're interested in hearing more about the speakers, what we're doing, go to thelovehour.com. Registration is open. There are payment plans available. You have payment like plans, 15 months Melissa away. Melissa was not doing no website that didn't have payment plans. Trust me, this woman went nearly insane. I did. Because we had a we, – we, did you even tell people what yeah. happened? She had a service that she had researched for months. It had payment plans. She had all this. She literally had it set up to go three days, maybe before, before the we conference was gonna. No, launch. before we moved to go. Before we moved, before we left for Hawaii, I checked. That was the Holy Ghost. I don't even know why I checked. I just happened to check to get on just to make sure all my ducks in a row and everything looked good. And there was a big old like pop up that said December thirty first, two thousand nineteen. This platform will no longer be here. Cease to exist. This will cease to exist. It will go to another platform. So if you have a service or whatever that's going to extend into next year, you need to call and make other payments. And I was like, well, now what I'm gonna do? What is I'm going to do? And so we went to Hawaii and I spent a lot of the vacation, a lot of the vacation looking for it. Thankfully, I asked on Facebook and you guys helped out um, to come to this this platform mm-hmm. that we're using. So anyway, um, you can go to the love dot com. Registration available right now. My website is up as well. The The book club is available as well. You just go to Miss Kev on Stages YouTube channel, YouTube channel, Miss Kev on Stages Facebook page. And then the group is listless list. Anything else? Nah, cuz. All right. Thank you guys so much for joining this kooky episode. Until the next time. Bye. Bye.